Scotty, how you doing today? And Merry Christmas. I'm good. How are you doing? Merry Christmas to you. I'm doing great. You ask, you ask a question to our producer, Brian. Does Kenny ever work? Well, the answer is Steeler fans never work, especially this time of year. They're done, aren't they, Scotty? <laughs> the Steelers? I think so. They sure look that way. Now, they might win this week. Um, and I guess it depends if Mason Rudolph looks halfway decent. Mm-hmm. I keep thinking Cincinnati's bound to lose one of these weeks with uh, Browning at quarterback. But when I watched the Steelers play the other day, I was not impressed. Right. Should, should we have a rooting interest in this game, Scotty? Well, if you look at the playoff scenarios mm-hmm. that came out the other day, a lot of them had, I think, six out of the eight needed a Pittsburgh loss for whatever reason in the tiebreakers, math, whatever it is. So I think if, you're, yeah, if you want the Browns to get in, um, as soon as possible, I think you want Pittsburgh to lose. Okay. I would think that, too, because yesterday during the program, you tweeted out all those crazy different scenarios. I mean, the main thing is this. You win and you're in, for the most part, whether it's this week or next week. And with three remaining games on the Browns' schedule, I don't care how banged up they are, I look at all three of these remaining games and say, hey, you got a chance to win all three of them. Yeah, there's no doubt. Now, I, I think 10 gets them in, period. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's then there's, you might bring some tiebreakers into it. you got to see how things play out. If they win the next two, if they get to 11, then they're in. So, yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the bottom line. Got to keep winning. Um, you know, they need a lot of stuff to go right besides the winning this weekend to get in. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't expect them to clinch this weekend. But if okay. they win, then it would set up, I think, I'm pretty sure it would set up that Thursday night against the Jets, you win and you're in. And that'd be a good environment. Scotty, from a professional standpoint, yourself, Daryl Ryder, guys other that we talk to all the time, how, how important is it, how much more fun is it for you guys, week 15 and 16, to be carrying and covering a team right now that's really still relevant? I mean, this is a time of year where we're usually talking about, okay, who's going to be our next head coach, who's going to be a general manager, who's our next quarterback? That question still remains to be seen, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, all the other things I mentioned, how much fun is it this time of year? Yeah, it certainly adds to my enjoyment. You know, probably adds probably adds a little bit to my my uh, workload. You mm-hmm. know, but it's 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 more fun. Number one, mm-hmm. guys are in a better mood, right? Kevin Spansky's in a better mood, right? The locker room's in a better mood, which helps, right? You're not dealing with guys that don't want to talk or are unhappy when they talk. Uh, but then the biggest thing, it's the interest from the fans, right? So you get all this interest. It means people want to read your stuff. People want to talk about it. People are excited to talk about it. And I had some buddy calling me while he was driving yesterday just to talk Browns. I'm sure that sure I'll talk a lot of Browns mm-hmm. over Christmas, right? So um, that's the best part of it is it's not, oh, man, what are they, you know, are they going to tank and get the number one pick or who are they going right. to coach or any of those kind of things. It's man, what's the playoff scenarios? Who could they play? Could they host the game? All those things that are, you know, obviously more fun to talk about than the alternative. I'm assuming they make the playoffs, and I'm going to get back into more of this roster, some of the walking wood and whatnot here in a second, but uh, I want to look at some of these other teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs or right on the bubble. I'm not buying the Chiefs as far as going really too deep or making a playoff run to win a Super Bowl. And if injuries catch up to the Browns in the end, it's going to be tough. But the scariest team in the AFC, for in my opinion, got to be the Ravens, Dolphins, or Buffalo Bills, or maybe is it still the Cleveland Browns? Well, I mean, if you're if you're ranking them, I think you start with Baltimore. They're pretty well rounded. Okay. They can run it, they can throw it, they play great defense. 
they've been there. You know, they've won. I mean, not with Lamar, actually. They haven't come that close to getting the Super Bowl, but we know the coaches won a Super Bowl. That organization has been to Super Bowls. Uh, I'd probably go, you know what, I'd probably go Kansas City after them, JT. And I get what you're saying, and they don't look the same, especially offensively. I think their defense is better than it has been. And all you got to do is figure out a couple of things with Mahomes, right? You find a couple of things to click on offense, you get some guys healthy, and I would never put anything past Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. So, you know, they might have to go on the road, which they're not used to doing in the playoffs, and that would be tough. But I think I would go Ravens, Chiefs, Miami obviously can score a ton of points. They're a little little up and down. Um, And then Buffalo, to me, Buffalo's, you know, the wild card. Keep them out. You got to keep them out, Scotty. Whether that they win the wild card or they win the East, um, they're a dangerous team. I I think so. I think I've tricked them to go to the Super Bowl before the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just got, you know, they have experience, they have talent, they have Josh Allen. Uh, Yeah, I think they're a scary team. So, you know, you know, it's anything can happen. I don't know if there's a team. I mean, the Ravens, I think, are the clear favorite, but I don't think Mm -hmm. they're like crazy dominant. You know, the Browns went in there and beat them, right? right? So, sure. So, I I do think it feels to me like the AFC is more up for grabs than in years past when Kansas City won every week and they were going to host. Okay, Scotty, let's talk about Joe Flacco right now. And people are wacko for Flacco and. Myself, Kenny, others here on the radio station have all talked about, you know, whether or not it was in the preseason, during the season, or wherever, we needed more help at wide receiver. Well, this guy's throwing upwards over 300 yards a week. Did they really need more wide receivers, or did they need better play from their quarterback? Yeah, that's a great question. It really is. Mm-hmm. I think you can still make an argument. Like, you can still go, man, is Cedric Tillman really? Do you want him to be out there? Right. Three? Would you be better served with even DPJ, you know, who they traded at the deadline? Because, you know, Tillman was partly responsible for a couple of those interceptions the other day. So I understand that thought. And it's a legitimate question, right? Do they, could they be better receivers? Certainly. But I do think the bigger picture, like you mentioned, JT, is if you have a good quarterback that's spreading the ball around, it's, mm-hmm. it's more about that, right? It's more about scheme and your quarterback than, okay, are these guys, do I need four guys to win one-on-one or four mm-hmm. guys to catch eight passes a game? You don't need that when your quarterback is playing at a high level. I think Flacco's gone nine receivers, eight receivers, nine receivers. In his three <laughs> it's stuff, amazing. Right? So yeah. I, I think that does kind of lessen, it doesn't lessen the importance of receivers, but I think mm-hmm. it lessens the importance of a particular receiver. Mm-hmm. It's amazing, too, because it makes you wonder sometimes, had they had this type of play from their quarterback, maybe they wouldn't have traded Donovan Peoples-Jones. Not to say that he would have been the, the number two or a strong number three right now in this offense, but it's it's nice to, to wonder about that. And they're barely using him at the Detroit Lions anyway, so it just makes you wonder. But I'll tell you who they really are using, and I love your question today when you guys got to talk to Coach Stefanski about David Njoku. Now, David Njoku is a guy we all remember wanted to be traded, comes back. Now, I'm wondering... And he didn't allude to it, so I'm going to ask what your thoughts of are the tight end. Do you think that the the reason he's more of a leader now is because of the fact that when when he wanted out, they they were making it, they were bringing in a guy like an Austin Hooper to basically take his job. Now you've got an offense where they're really utilizing your talents. You're going to like that, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I always think that plays a factor, but I don't think that's the primary factor with. Uh, let's call it the evolution of David Njoku. Okay. I, I think it's 
I think he grew up, and part of that was he was 20 when they drafted him. Part of it was, you know, you get used to life in the NFL. It's different. Um, I just think you think he matured, and it took a long time, right? Like there are many points along this path, this journey, where I thought he wasn't worth it, right? He wasn't mm-hmm. worth the 29th pick. He wasn't worth picking up the 50-year option. He wasn't worth the extension. And now he feels like he's worth all that, right? So it just took a long time. They showed incredible patience, maybe stubbornness, by <laughs> continuing to think that he was going to turn into the player that they thought he would. But eventually he did. And mm-hmm. credit to everybody involved, and it's especially credit to David Njoku, because he's worked really hard. He's accepted the role of blocking, and everybody raves about how, how good a blocker he is, especially in the run game. He's done a better job hanging out of the ball. He's explosive when he runs. And they talked about what a great teammate. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't have said anything about the guy, that guy two or three years ago. And he's changed my opinion. I think he's changed Kevin Stefanski's opinion and probably many other people, too. I think they should change his name from Chief to the Beast. The dude is a beast. Sure. I mean, I wouldn't want to get in front. I mean, obviously, who would want to get in front of him? Even when he tries to out-jump a guy that's trying to make the tackle, that dude still wanted to get out of his way. Yeah, he's he's a load when he's got the ball in his hands, and that's the key. You just got to get mm-hmm. into his hands, and that opens up the offense too. Right? It's not all about well, he's going to run a thirty-yard seam route. The quarterback's got to make a great throw. It can be right. Hey, he's going to chip the defensive end, release. You get it to him in the flat, and that can turn into eight-yard, ten-yard, twelve-yard. That has to help a player, yep. and it has to help a quarterback. Seeing a lot of that in the league, too, everywhere. If you don't believe me, just watch the San Francisco 49ers, but they've got weapons everywhere. Scott Petrak, our, our guest right now, brownzone.com. Browns with a big one Sunday, 1 o'clock in Houston. Looks as though C.J. Stroud not going to start a quarterback from what we're hearing. If not, they go with Case Keenum, a guy that we should probably pretty much know a lot about, even though... He didn't play when Baker Mayfield was banged up, and I still scratch my head over that. Or is Case Keenum just not that good of a starting quarterback at this point in his career? Well, I mean, he's 30-something, right? 35, 36, I think. Um, but he was never, like, a full-time starter. You know, he'd get a shot. Mm-hmm. And he not, You know, I don't know if he got hurt or didn't last. I think up in Minnesota he got that shot, maybe down in Houston a little bit. Um, he's fine. Like, he's, you know, when you talk about the importance of backup quarterback, he's one of those guys. You know, I think you could have made an argument early in the year when the Browns were, you know, going through DTR and P.J. Walker. You could have said they'd be better off with Case Keenum, and I think you would have been right. So he's one of those quarter, those backups that knows what he's doing. He can bring in, bring him in. He can win a game like he did last week in Tennessee. Let him back in the fourth quarter. They won in overtime. Now, he doesn't scare you with his legs. He doesn't scare you with his arm. Um, but he usually makes good decisions. So, you know, I, again, he's, there's a big drop off from TJ Stroud, who's playing at a really high level. But Stroud or Keenum's not a guy that you can just say uh, he's starting. The Browns are going to win this right. game. You can't say that at all. We just got to get after him. And that defensive front, they get after everyone. And that's the reason, obviously, people that don't believe the defense wins championships obviously didn't tune into the Bears game this past weekend. And I was reading on BrownZone.com, and I thought this was interesting, and I wanted to ask you this too. I saw the question in the mailbag at BrownZone.com. Do you think the Browns should make a trade with Deshaun Watson to the Bears this offseason, make the move, and go after Justin Fields? Well, what do you really feel about that? Yeah, well, I mean, if you took all the money out of it, yeah, I think Justin Fields is – I really like Justin Fields. I think he's going to mm-hmm. be a legit quarterback in this league. I think he's got all the tools you need. Now, I don't know him personally. I don't know what he's like in the building. I love his arm, and I love his ability to run. 
uh, and he's strong. So, you know, I think he's a competitive guy too. So, but, you know, it's not a realistic question. The Browns are tied to Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. for the next three years and before they could even think about making a move and absorbing the salary cap hit, it'd be at least after next year before they could think about doing that. So, okay. And the Bears are probably going to draft a quarterback and trade fields. Okay. So they don't want Deshaun Watson. Um, but it's an interesting, it was an interesting thought, I thought. Scotty, how many of the guys that were mentioned or, 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 or swapped in the Deshaun Watson deal will we face on Sunday? Do you have any idea? Man, that's a great question. I do not know that. Um, I, that's a great question. I'll look that up because okay. I should write about that. Um, you know, I know they moved around in the draft last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they traded up to get Will Anderson. So, you know, is that okay? Does that count as mm-hmm. part of the Browns trade, right? Because they had to trade up to get him. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly an interesting question because they gave him all those draft picks. Browns were originally, I believe, a two and a half point dog. Now it looks as though they're a two and a half point favorite, probably because. Case Keenum will be the starter, and every week we ask you, what are your thoughts on this game? So I'm just going to go ahead and ask you, who wins on Sunday? Yeah, I'm going to gonna ride with the Browns, GT. I just think they're playing well. I like the fact that Flacco was able to recover from those picks and lead that fourth-quarter comeback, that it is Case Keenum and not C.J. Stroud. They're dealing with other injuries. I mentioned Will Anderson. He didn't play last week. I don't think he practiced today. Uh, I don't know if Nico Collins is going to play. They're missing their other receiver, Tank Dell. Uh, I, I just think it's not going to be easy. None of them are going to be easy. But I think the Browns keep it going. I, and I, I keep waiting. You know, how many times have we talked about, hey, they're not the same yep. team on the road. They're not the same defense mm-hmm. on the road. I think they've got a game in them where they're going to look like 